0: Did you know you teach people how to treat you by what you tolerate? Do you have boundaries that honor the value you carry? This episode is part four of our Blessed Boundaries series. If you haven't listened to the previous three episodes, please do so, they set a great foundation for this episode. And today I share how to ask better questions to get the results you truly desire. The possibility of eliminating those exhausting interactions with people that dishonor you, and why you are not responsible for other people's response to you showing up in one specific way. I received a five star review entitled Treasured Mama from Kaylee Ray, 58, and it says, Wow, this was so refreshing to hear. Corey is so encouraging and uplifting. If you need help finding your identity, not only as a mom, but a child of God, this is for you. I encourage you to take a listen. I love that it's only 15-minute episodes, but so much goodness packed in. Kaylee Ray, thank you. Thank you so much, Mama. It is such a privilege to do this work. And thank you for acknowledging the value here on the podcast and for sharing this with others. I love to give back and honor our listeners by featuring them in a future episode and in our newsletter, head over to iTunes and leave your very own review because I would love for you to be the next feature. For now, let's explore the freedom found in wealthy well-being. Hey, hey mama. Welcome back to the Treasured Mama podcast. I'm Corey Messer, a Kingdom Life Coach and Messy Mompreneur. And I want to know if you're like me. Have you ever felt like you've lost yourself in all the things? Or perhaps you just need some encouragement on this messy journey of authentic motherhood? In this space, we love sharing routines, rhythms, and real stories of real moms as we declutter our heads, our hearts, and our homes to discover clarity and confidence. If you're ready to gain clarity on who God designed you to be, create simple systems for a more peaceful household, and connect with other mamas doing the same, this podcast is right up your alley. My prayer is this episode will encourage you, so grab a drink, take a mommy moment, and listen in to today's goodness. Hello, hello, treasured mama. Welcome back to the last episode of our four-part Blessed Boundaries series. This has been so fun, so enjoyable, and I have absolutely loved hearing your feedback on your takeaways, what you've been implementing, and really truly how this has planted seeds to shift the way that you show up in life. We're going to start with a recap on the first three parts of these series. If you have not listened to episodes 24 through 26, please go back and do that. There is so much goodness in there, so much wisdom, and it will establish a foundation for what we are covering today. Episode 24, we covered what boundaries are, why they are important, and the three main attributes of a biblical boundary needing to be holy, healthy, and honoring. In episode 25, we covered holy boundaries regarding our identity, and episode 26 involved healthy boundaries and our mindset this brings us to today where we're covering all things boundaries of honor this relates to our relationships and our community interactions the first couple of episodes set the foundation and then we explored both in our mindset and in our identity what this means with boundaries and those are very internal things However, it does no good to have these amazing boundaries and spend this time having conversations about it, unpacking it, and creating a game plan if we never implement the game plan. This would be the equivalent of having a vehicle to help get you somewhere faster and never getting in the vehicle. I really, really encourage you. Today's episode is about taking action. We have set the foundation. I have encouraged you in the process. And now, beloved, it is time to take action. Start practicing in whatever community aspect you are in. That may be in your own home. That may be with a girlfriend that you really trust. That may be in your inner circle at Bible study or a small group. Get started. Don't sit on this. Don't delay because it is absolutely essential that you begin to implement these while they are fresh in your mind since you've been doing this work. This really comes down to communication. How do we communicate with God first, ourselves internally, and then the people externally around us in our atmosphere, in the places, the spaces that we encounter? And when we communicate, we want to do that confidently. You know, when you go into a room and somebody walks in there and their arms are crossed, their head is down, they're not open to having conversation. They look nervous. They seem uncertain. Do you want to listen to what that person has to say? Or do you want to go save that person or help that person? Or if you are also that person, do you just keep your distance because you're avoiding an awkward conversation? Generally, when you see someone like that, you want to come rescue them. And you may or may not do that, but it shifts the way that you interact with them. However, when somebody steps into a room and they're confident and they have a smile on their face and their shoulders are back and they're uplifted and they're upright and they're scanning the room and they take ownership of what they contribute in that space, you want to listen to them. You hope they're the speaker for the day. It has a very different feel. Our nonverbal communication communicates a much larger percentage than our verbal communication. Confidence is the nonverbal component. You will show up in a different way when you are confident versus when you are lacking in that. And the way that people gain confidence in an area is to have clarity in that specific area and then to do the do. Practice the thing. If I want to be confident in speaking to somebody and providing a solution, I number one, have to be clear on what is the solution. But number two, I just need to go have that conversation. I will mess up a couple times, that's fine. The more I do it, the more confident I will get. It is the same concept with these boundaries. I want you to be so confident when a boundary is challenged that it's not an option. It's not a question if you will stand up and uphold the consequence for somebody overstepping your boundary but instead you will confidently from a place of love honor those healthy holy boundaries and what's beautiful about that is you become a testimony of what is possible when you respect yourself and that is your expectation for other people to do the same this beloved is how you have the multiplication effect this is how You walk in a place of wealthy well-being because you partner with the things God has given you from heaven and that overflows into every interaction and every atmosphere that you encounter. Confident communication. We do that by gaining clarity and repetition by implementing the boundary and upholding the consequences. When we communicate with confidence what our boundaries are, And then we rise up in the authority God has given us to uphold them. There are multiple things that happen. Number one, we began to show up consistently in that way. On a subconscious level, it eliminates the space that people have to build up their confidence to overstep your boundary. Your time is maximized because you spend less time explaining to people what your boundary is, and then implement it. And you spend more time connecting with people because we teach people how to treat us based on what we tolerate. When I started showing up from a place of confidence versus being very unsure and coy and everybody's doormat because I just wanted their approval. When I shifted from that doormat theology into this place of rising up in the authority that God has given me from a heart posture of love to honor myself and testify to other people what was possible, I began to notice a lot of the conversations that were draining me, overwhelming me, exhausting me, consuming a multitude of my emotional resources. I didn't have to explore how to handle them because they were no longer happening. People realized if they were going to have a conversation with me, it needed to be a conversation that did not have gossip. It needed to be a conversation that was speaking life into the situation. It needed to be a conversation where they showed up and did the best that they could do. It doesn't mean they needed to be perfect, but it did mean that they needed to show up and respect me and my boundaries, and they needed to show up with excellence to the best of their ability with where they are at. So beloved, I encourage you, if you've ever asked yourself things like, why does it always happen to me that I get stuck in the corner with people that are just sucking the life out of me? Or why do I always get mistreated? As I mentioned earlier, if you feel like you're everybody's doormat or everybody's punching bag, or why do they keep expecting me to tolerate them treating me as less than When I show up in a certain friend group, it may be time to either communicate your boundaries or implement your boundaries by separating yourself from certain social circles. Because if you have gotten clear on your identity, if you're absolutely clear on that, you know who you are and you know whose you are and you shifted your mindset to take every thought captain So you begin to partner with a belief system that is aligned with Christ. There is absolutely no reason why you need to be spending the majority of your time in these places and spaces where people are disrespecting you, dishonoring you, and you're partnering with a diluted identity. This is your permission slip. Permission granted you are doing the work to confidently communicate the clarity you have around your boundaries. When you do that, you are going to more than likely get some pushback and that doesn't mean you're wrong as long as you're doing it from a heart posture of love and honor and respect. By honoring your boundaries, you are honoring your time and that of the people you're called to serve because here's the breakthrough, write this down. When you honor who you are and what you carry, You begin to show up in the places where God has called you to. And you have the emotional availability to do that because you're not spending 50% of your time entertaining conversations that you were never called to entertain in the first place. This is absolutely powerful because you begin to train your brain to ask better questions instead of how do I handle a certain situation, we ask, where am I actually called to show up? Where am I actually called to engage? What atmospheres am I actually called to step into? By default, when you do that, you will no longer be in those places of those emotionally draining conversations that are not your portion. However, if you stay in this less than place because you're not communicating boundaries, Not only are you not valuing your time, but you're not available for the places that God has actually prepared for you to show up. It is a beautiful way that you honor yourself, you honor other people, and you remind people that how they're showing up is not their best self. In those places where people are dishonoring you, devaluing you, and tempting you to partner with a deluded version of who God has actually called you to be confident communication of your holy healthy boundaries by stepping into the authority that God has given you allows you to work from a firm foundation because you have built vertical first you have built that relationship with heavenly father your horizontal relationships meaning the people around you on earth They notice you're showing up different. They begin to respect your boundaries because you don't tolerate the disrespect. And it becomes a natural filtration process. In other words, the playground bully does not want to continue to bully the kid that stands his ground, that doesn't tolerate the disrespect. And when the kid that was being bullied clearly communicates, I do not stand for that. This is why. And they show up in that strength. That light that they bring illuminates the previous space of darkness. And it may show that bully what's possible. Because hurt people hurt people. When you bring the light to a situation, you may illuminate something that a person has never seen before. You may be the only Jesus they ever experience. You may be the only person that loves them enough to lift them higher. You may be the only person that shows up from a heart posture of love. Jesus is love. So we want to represent him and his kingdom well. Just like the playground bully is not going to continue to bully and disrespect somebody who stands up in their position of authority, the people in your life will no longer continue to disrespect you or even have access to you Because you won't tolerate it and or you will not even be in the places and spaces as those people. So they won't even have access to you. Again, when we work from a firm foundation, because we're building vertical with Heavenly Father first, people notice those horizontal relationships, notice how you're showing up different. And know that you are not responsible for their reception or rejection of how you're showing up and bringing the light. The light is offensive to darkness. Just because what you bring, the anointing that you have, the oil that you carry, just because that is something that you bring into an atmosphere and it is offensive to the darkness somebody else has been partnering with, does not mean that you need to show up deluded. Here's the thing. Light is offensive to darkness. That doesn't mean that we have to be offended when somebody rejects the light that we carry. I want to encourage you to create an atmosphere of expectation that you will hold yourself and others accountable when a boundary is crossed. This is absolutely vital. You know how with your children, you can tell them something over and over and over again. When you do that, you sometimes may question, are they actually listening? Are they actually getting it? And you'll see that they do. You'll witness them displaying that behavior or following through with that protocol that you discussed. And then one time, one time, you're a little bit tired and you let them slip up and then they take it and they run with it. It's because we teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate. When your child shows up in the same place, the same atmosphere that you are, and you let down your guard, they realize I crossed that boundary and I got what I wanted. I'm going to do it again. They have an expectation based on your behavior. Have an expectation and create an atmosphere of expectation by other people that you will uphold your boundaries and you will hold yourself and others accountable when they're crossed. You communicate to somebody, when you disrespect me in this specific way, with your words, with your actions, this is the consequence that will happen. I will no longer be available or fill in the blank and then actually uphold it. Because when you do that, people begin to gain some curiosity on what has shifted in your life that you're showing up different? How did you gain the confidence to do that? And why do you appear to be unfazed when I come at you with all of my offense? And what that does, beloved, is it opens up an opportunity for you to share with them this process of healthy, holy boundaries that honor who you are, what you carry, and the boundaries you've established as a result. It all points back to our King, Heavenly Father. So by you honoring the healthy, holy boundaries you have created with Christ, you are honoring Christ's best for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this beautiful experience walking through this series of boundaries. Lord, I pray that the person listening to this right now, in this specific time, in this specific season, that the boundaries that are on their heart, that he or she may not have even discovered yet, God, that you would give them the courage to walk through this process, uphold these boundaries, honor themselves and honor you, and testify to everybody in the process that you are good, that it is possible to be set apart, for a specific purpose, and to choose to uphold those consequences daily. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray, amen. Hey mama, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to iTunes, Treasured Mama podcast, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel.